This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Elizabeth Preston. Bonus ADHD and burnout update. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for barrier breaking women who are ready to shed their good girl layers so they can own their power and live deeply fulfilling lives instead. I'm your host, Lindsay Elizabeth. I'm a leadership coach to women all over the world. And I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire. We must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me and my guests as we challenge you to shed society's bullshit systems and beliefs to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you were meant to be. As you listen, trust your intuition to take what you love and leave the rest. The thoughts and perspectives I share on the show are my own with the lens of my lived experience as a privileged, white, cis, straight, able-bodied woman. And while that informs my experience and perspectives, I wholeheartedly believe living a deeply fulfilling life is possible to every woman. If I ever say anything harmful, I'm open to doing better and hearing your feedback. My goal is for you to leave this show feeling empowered, inspired and ready to share this show with every woman you know so they too can create a life that lights them the fuck up from the inside. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. Hi there beautiful soul. Well, today's a bonus episode. You know what that means? It means that we don't edit this episode, unless I have a coughing fit or something, but luckily I've healed from the bronchitis that I had over a month ago. Um, and two, it's extremely personal stuff. Y'all love these episodes. It tends to be our highest downloaded episodes. And I must admit, there's a part of me that's like, oh, I'm kind of sick of being the guinea pig. But if it helps one person grow, then I will do it. So today I'm giving you an ADHD and burnout update. If you're new around here, or if you just don't know, about a year ago, so it was November of 2021, I was diagnosed officially via a brain scan from the Amen Clinics and their location here near me in the Dallas, Texas area. I got an ADHD diagnosis, and it's not a typical form of ADHD, meaning in the DSM, I guess we're on five, six, I don't even know, there are three types of ADHD or sometimes referred to as ADD. Um, the words kind of are interchangeable depending on who you talk to, um, but I'm not one of those types. I have limbic ADHD, which means my limbic system, so your limbic system is where your emotions are stored in essence, or you know where you feel emotion, is overactive, and my prefrontal cortex was underactive. So that's what made it an ADHD diagnosis because of the less than normal activity in my prefrontal cortex. And of course, what made it limbic ADHD was an overactive limbic system. So what was happening is that I was having so many emotions so often that I was stuck in these emotional loops and then ADHD symptoms would be present. Now, what's interesting about my brain scans 
is my prefrontal cortex is just slightly underdeveloped. So I'm going to read off some ADHD symptoms here in a bit. And I will tell you that I have very minimal of those symptoms. And that's because on a brain scan, you can see it. You can see that I just need a couple more wires activated in that prefrontal cortex, and I won't really have ADHD. Now, my limbic system, holy shit, there's a lot of work to do there, and I've been doing that work. And so I just say all that to say the brain scans are super helpful. I wish everybody would go get a brain scan. I wish it was like part of our insurance. I wish it was just like you could walk in and, you know, on the street and get a brain scan. My God, our world would be so different if we were doing this regularly and then people are getting treatment for it. I mean, I'm going to just imagine a world of that because had I gone to another kind of doctor that didn't do brain scans, they would have either diagnosed me with just clinical depression because that's what happens when your limbic system's in overdrive and you're just feeling all the time you are considered depressed or, and or, they would have diagnosed me with kind of like a classic ADHD, which probably would have been an attentive ADHD, um, and maybe have put me on some stimulants that would have been really, really, really bad for my brain, okay? So I'm so glad I went that route. I, again, encourage anybody to go do that. It's not covered by insurance. I could have gotten a little bit of money back for my insurance, but we didn't meet our deductible last year, so... You know, um, I believe I paid about 4K for the brain scans and then the subsequent treatment, which was just meeting with a doctor a couple of times um, for him to prescribe me some different blood tests to take. Like I got my hormones tested um, to make sure my hormones weren't causing part of the problem and they were not, which was shocking. Um, and then to get on supplements and then had the supplements not worked, I would have then probably gone to medication. And that was another test that I took. They had me take this saliva test to test what medications are best for me, um, which again is so eye-opening because had they had just put me on a typical antidepressant, then that would have been really bad for my body and my brain because I don't do well with that based on that test that I took. So um, I... Got the brain scans last October of 2021. Got my diagnosis in November of 2021. I also want to just throw in there in August of 2021, I removed my IUD. It was actually expiring and I'm glad it did because I was tired of having it. I started to do a lot of research on birth control and the impact of it. I did a whole episode with Dr. Cassandra Wilder about it. Um, and I was just at a place where it's like, I see how this is impacting me and I see how I'm different when I'm on birth control. I've, I've seen it since I was very young and that's why I'd go on and off birth control. And that's why I had some unplanned pregnancies in there. Um, but yeah, so I got off birth control and that was a really wild ride for me until I got my hormones tested in November. So it was like August, September. So three months that were really hard, like the worst months probably of my entire life emotionally between the getting off the birth control and these ADHD symptoms that just kept growing and growing and growing and growing over the past few years. 
So I will say, you know, I don't know when my limbic ADHD started. You know, it's kind of like the chicken or the egg thing. Um, Was I born with it? Maybe. Do I see that other women in my family could have this? Yes. Do I think trauma contributed to this? Yes. Do I think ADHD brains are just more sensitive and so it interprets things that other people would just blow off as trauma? Yes. Do I think other life circumstances contributed to this? Yes. So it's just like this whole mixing pot of things. I also even think, and this is going to be really woo for some of you, but I did a past life regression in the summer of 2021 and I had many recent lifetimes where um, I'm just going to throw this out there. It's going to be a trigger warning. We're going to talk about suicide. So I'm going to give you a pause if you need to step away. But um, I had many recent past lives where I got so depressed that I killed myself. One of which happened, I believe, in the 1960s or 70s. And then one in like the late 1800s, I would guess. Um, and so this is a thing for me. And this is something I need to work through because I just keep peacing out on life instead of working through this shit and so that was really eye-opening for me to see too of like all right Lindsay you gotta deal with this like it is time and I think I just keep coming back needing to deal and to master this and this was my time to do it and I'm so glad I did I'm so glad that I leaned into first of all like hey something's off here because so many of us are great at putting on a happy face and masking things. And I will tell you, you know, coaching changed my life because I had the tools then to manage my brain. And I got the tools too to heal trauma. I would have loved to seen a brain scan back in the day before coaching because it would probably have seen like how much I've grown. And so I don't want you to diminish coaching ever. Like, well, Lindsay still had limbic ADHD and part of that's depression. Um, Those tools and coaching rocked my world, right? But what allowed me to see like something still off here is I had all these clients, right? Using the same tools, doing the same process who would then just go on and enjoy their life. And I'd be like, why am I sitting here managing my mind so much? Like I cannot not manage my mind. Otherwise I am fucked. Like uh, to a point where, again, I have suicidal thoughts and I'm just not a pleasant person. And I've had ebbs and flows with it, right? Like when I was in the season right after I first did coaching, I felt amazing. And that's when I created like my old program that's not even out anymore called Life Lovers. And I had a podcast called Life Lovers Radio. I was truly loving life. Like I wasn't masking or being fake in that season of my life. I was absolutely in that phase. But I just kept having to do this work and do this intense work over and over and over again. And I was like, something's not right here. And so that's what allowed me to lean in to do a brain scan. And and again, I'm so glad I did that. And I didn't just like, you know, in essence, like slap a sticker on my face, a little smiley face sticker and be like, yeah, everything's fine. Because I definitely grew up in an environment with that too. Even when I went and told my parents of like, hey, here are my brain scans. Here's what I'm diagnosed with. They were extremely dismissive. They didn't get it. And it was finally, I had to say, I am extremely depressed. 
And then they sort of got it. And then I, they came over one day and I showed them my brain scans and I said, here's a, you know, quote unquote, normal brain for a woman my age. And they saw it. And then I said, here's mine. And the gasp of my mother was, (gasps) and I was like, yeah, mom, like, this is what I'm dealing with. And that's what sucks about fucking mental illness or just anything that's going on inside of you, right? It's like we can't see that in people. And so then they dismiss that shit, right? Especially older generations and no more. I really took a stand by having that scan and standing up for myself and saying, hey, there is more to life than me sitting around and managing my mind all day. Like there has got to be something different here. I'm not going to just accept this as normal. And two, I wasn't going to accept any more of people just saying, well, just work harder, Lindsay, or just do this this different way, or this is on you. I was like, I am doing the fucking work. That is for damn sure I am doing the work. And still, I am not at the place that I want to be. And I know this is not on me. And so again, if you're at that place, that's why I really hate that kind of talk of like, just work harder, just try harder. There is definitely some people that need to hear that message, right? But there are some of us that like, I show the fuck up. Like what's going on here? (laughs) And I got that, right? And so the treatment that I got initially was, okay, Lindsay, start taking these certain supplements and see if you improve. And I must admit, when I got my diagnosis that day, it was so mind-blowing and it felt really heavy and it allowed me to lean into, oh my God, like this is really how I feel. And I just, again, try and slap on a sticker that I feel better than what I do. And that night was a really dark night for me. I remember going to bed and just seeing this is going to be a really long process. Oh my God, am I going to make it out of here now that I know the depth of what I'm feeling? Like, holy shit, it's really dark. And again, I was having those suicidal thoughts because that's just how my trauma response is, is when I get overwhelmed, it's like, oh, I can't do this, right? So I ended up taking those supplements right before bed, woke up the next day, and I shit you not, I felt like all these dark clouds had parted out of my head and I could see the sunshine even more. It was miraculous. Miraculous. Um, I can't even begin to describe it to you. And it's so crazy too because it's this one supplement that I take. I'm not going to get into the details of it because I don't want someone to just like self-diagnose off of what I'm doing, even though it's supplements, you can go do that. Um, but yeah, that what it's that one supplement. And if I forget to take it the day before, I can feel a difference in it. So it's not just a placebo effect. There's definitely something with this one supplement I take. I also take like um in essence like what are they called? Just like multivitamin, but it's on steroids. Um it's called brain and power max, I think. And this was actually what Dr. Amen put together when he started studying NFL players' brains is he was the one that went to the NFL and said, hey, look at these brain scans, NFL. You are really harming these people and their brains. You've got to do something different. And then he used um, this, in essence, like multivitamin on steroids (laughs) without the steroids um, to help heal them. And so I've been taking that and that's kind of like a long-term game, right? to balance out my brain, but then that one that I take gave me immediate results. And I also started taking a supplement for mood management that they say is just as effective as taking an antidepressant. 
And that one they didn't actually have in stock. So I had to wait a couple weeks to get it. And everyone again was like, oh, it's so amazing. You're going to love it. It's so wonderful. And it's, it's a lot pricier than the other supplements. And so I was like, okay, great. Like I already feel really good just taking this one, but let me see. And I took it for probably nine months pretty consistently every single day. And I just never saw any difference from it. And so I ended up stopped taking it. And again, I still feel the way that I feel right now. And so you may be wondering, well, Lindsay, how do you feel now? Um, I would describe it as that the depression feels so much lighter because yeah, could I have just like taken the supplements and gotten, you know, results from that? Yeah, absolutely. But of course I'm going to look at the deeper work there and knowing too is like, okay, I've got to really feel some feelings and knowing that I just have this overactive limbic system or this feeling part of my brain allowed me to see, Lindsay, you gotta lean into your feelings, baby. Like you gotta fill these things out. And it totally makes sense given my Enneagram. I'm a five, which is very logical, but then I have this wing four. And if you know fours, fours are very, very emotional. And so I lead with this logical a lot of times and like on the surface, you may be like, wow, she's like really got it together. You know, even when I went through my divorce, I remember everybody involved was like, Lindsay, you are just like emotionally rock solid but they didn't know inside all the turmoil. It wasn't until, you know, I closed the world to the outside world or closed the door to the outside world that people in my inner circle were like, whoa, Lindsay, like you are really going through a hard time, right? Um, So I just really leaned into, Lindsay, you gotta feel your feelings. And so I've been showing up so much to feel those feelings. I was going through some really deep coaching at one point and that has evolved to me showing up and journaling every single day and feeling these feelings. And I'll tell you, most days I don't need to feel that much. Most days it's just me staying in the habit of journaling. And so I'll go and I'll say, okay, you know, what do I want to brag on today? What are my wins today? Um, What am I grateful for today? Maybe I just write a love letter to myself because it's not like I'm going into this deep shit every single day. Um, But I, again, create that habit of showing up and journaling every day because what had happened is I think after I did coaching the first time, I was in a really strong journaling habit and using my tools and then that subsided because I was like, oh, I'm good now. Everything's awesome in the world. And my symptoms of that limbic system just started getting more and more and more overactive. And then I added birth control in the mix and then I added a baby in the mix and then I added nursing in the mix and then I added another birth control in the mix and we added COVID in the mix and you get the picture, right? There was just a lot of changes. And so had I been able to keep up with the journaling and just staying in the present moment of feeling my feelings versus being like, oh, I'll get to it later, I'll get to it later, I'll get to it later, as we all do in life because life tends to move pretty fast, then it just all built up inside of me, right? And so, yeah, I show up for my journal all the time and I have also shared on the podcast, but I want to say it again here, I was in this high-level mastermind where I was a client and I was the low baller of the group. Like everyone in there is making higher six figures than I am, multiple six figures, and some are even making seven. And I was like, okay, what is the difference between where I'm at and where they're at? And one of the things was they feel their feelings in the moment and not meaning like in the moment of that meeting or, you know, right when it happens, it means that they step away and they do their work behind the doors, you know, that night, the next morning, and they feel those feelings, baby, and they feel them big. 
They don't just like, oh, let me just, you know, do a little journaling. They're raging if they need to rage. They're sobbing if they need to sob. They're writing, you know, bitch letters is what we call them sometimes. It's just like, fuck you kind of stuff and letting those emotions come out. Um, and so then they kind of like, whoop, okay, got that all out of my system moving on. If you're a client of mine, in essence, what they're doing is they're doing hypervents all the time. And so I really leaned into this with my clients and it's like hypervent, 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 hypervent. Um, because, you know, before it'd be like, oh, we'll get to it, you know, in a couple of weeks. No, get that shit out right away. You got the tools, you know what to do. So many of us didn't have the tools for so long. We have the tools now, just fill that shit out and move the fuck on. So yeah, that's where I'm at now. I just feel like the depression has subsided. What's interesting though, is I do see the ADHD symptoms come out for sure more in me and it's almost like I'm a scientist sometimes and I'm observing myself in these what I'll just call like classic ADHD symptoms so what I see sometimes more are my scattered thoughts and actions so I'll see like a thought will come and again because I'm observing myself as well a thought will come and then I'll dart to another thought and then another thought and another thought and another thought and I'll have to stop myself and say Lindsay you're darting all over the place, like go breathe, calm down. Okay, let's go back to the thought you just had and let's follow that one through from beginning to end. I've also seen how I'm fidgety and I hadn't really seen that before. And I think some of that was just the masking that I was doing was to hide it as much as possible, but then it would live inside of me as anxiety. So I don't really have anxiety anymore, but you can see it more um, observe it more. Like I was at a mom's night out the other week and we're going around and we're talking and I could see me playing with my hands and kind of how I was moving around while everybody else could stay still. And I was like, Ooh, that's really interesting. I can see it on client calls, how I'm fidgety. And so I have these crystals now on my desk that I'll play with in order to kind of like get that fidginess out of me. I also see too, and this is something with the podcast, I see how I share too much and how I can almost have like this verbal, what I call diarrhea. (laughs) Um, And it's really opened my eyes and I've had some big ahas about it. I also saw somebody who had a moment with me and then went and talked about it on their social media and in a quote unquote public way. And I was like, ooh, I don't like the way that that feels. I'm not sure I want to keep doing this anymore. And it's, you know, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I'm like, here I am. I'm the guinea pig. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, In this way, I feel okay about it. But there are some things like with my marriage, anything with clients or work-related stuff that I'm just seeing in a different way. And granted, I want all my clients to know I've never shared personal information, um, like I know a lot about my clients. It's not like, oh, I just have diarrhea of the mouth of like their secrets or something. It's like when I come on the podcast and try and share it in a learning lesson way, then I'm kind of at a place now where it's like, I don't really know if I want anything that happens with clients to be even indirectly shared. Like they're so sacred to me and so important to me. And again, I saw that 
from the other side that I was like, oh, I don't like the way that ha- that works. I also just really don't like talking about my marriage because um, I do think it kind of brings like some negative energy that may not need to happen. I Again, I love being the guinea pig and I love people learning off of me, but I also just want to start to honor some of the sacred relationships in my life more. And I think too, sometimes having limbic ADHD of like, oh, I'm overly emotional. Oh, and I just got to get this out of me. Um, and it, it comes back to that symptom, right? And I, I just don't want to do that as much. I also see too how I have a poor sense of time. Like before, I just developed really great systems to help me keep track of time. And as I've leaned out of those systems more because they felt very constricting, um, I'm like, oh yeah, if I didn't have these systems, yeah, I would totally lose sense of time, especially when I'm doing things that I love. Like I would just be in my own little world and time feels different to me now. And I know in the woo-woo worlds, a lot of people are talking about like time is changing and it's moving faster. And I don't know if I necessarily believe that, but it does feel different for sure. It's like time feels really fast. Um, I do see how I'm aloof sometimes. I see how I definitely have problems with word retrieval. You probably hear it on the podcast sometimes. I'm like, what's the word? What's the word? You can definitely see it in client calls and you can absolutely see it in my personal life. I'll just be like sitting there enjoying a moment and then somebody wants me to talk and I'll be like, oh shit. And I'll like, okay, what are my words? What what, what am I supposed to say here? Um, so I see that even more. I definitely have difficulty remembering names. Even with clients, it takes me many calls for me to remember their name. Um, I will remember life stories. I will read their energy and know exactly what blocks they have and the overall vibe of them and see them in such a unique and different way but it will take me forever to remember a fucking name Uh, it's insane (laughs) and when I'm meeting somebody if you tell me their name it like goes out of my head immediately it's crazy Um, I definitely have difficulty waking up and sometimes falling asleep. Like I realize that I like to have really slow mornings. And so I wake up about 7 a.m. And I don't, you know, I have this really slow morning of like taking my kids to school, having a slow breakfast, journaling, you know, doing some other stuff. And then I don't have my first client call until 10 a.m. Because that's when I start to feel really awake. And um, I didn't really realize that was an ADHD thing. And yeah, I totally see it now. <laughs> um, the rejection sensitivity, I have definitely leaned into that. I did a whole episode on it a couple weeks ago about fearing rejection. And what's so interesting actually is when I do these podcast episodes, be it fearing rejection, I did a Heal Your Mean Girls one recently, I did Are You Outgrowing Someone, and things of that sort. Those are so healing for me. Um, and that's where it's so interesting with the podcast because yes, do I do it for you and I do it for marketing, obviously, because this is a business at the end of the day and I need to make money at it. But it's so healing for me to do those. Like I feel like when I say all the things I need to say, then a huge part of me heals. And so I don't feel as fearful of rejection since doing that episode. But it's still there. Um, being forgetful. I see too more how I'm forgetful, especially as, again, I'm not leaning so heavily on these really forced, um, uptight systems. I'm like, oh yeah, shit. Like I would forget a bunch of things without these. Verbal directions are really hard for me. I have to repeat things back. So if you ever see me learning, um, like some of my clients do, especially on my mastermind level, we have some master classes sometimes. I will often say, hey, can I repeat this back to you? I want to make sure I understood it. 
that apparently is an ADHD thing. Finishing tasks, especially boring ones. Um, you know, before I'd be like, oh, I get stuff done. And I do, I do get stuff done. And again, this isn't like extreme stuff. None of these are extreme for me, but they're present. Um, and I'll just see like, oh yeah, I keep putting off these same things over and over again because they're really boring. Like I'll give you an example. Friday, um, my, one of my daughter's teachers messaged me and said, hey, I need this paper signed. Here are the directions to go sign this paper. He's like, I need it by Monday afternoon. Otherwise she can't do this thing. Well, I knew about it since Friday. I didn't do it until this morning. And then I sat down and I was like, hey, actually, you know, she doesn't need this paper based on these other directions, but that was on my mind for like three or four days. Now, I know people with more extreme ADHD symptoms, they'll put that shit off for a long time. Like I've never had a late bill. I've never put things off where things get late per se, but sometimes I will wait until the last minute. I do see how I make impulsive decisions. Um, I see this in my business a lot. Like Rachel, my ops manager will come to me and say, hey, Lindsay, do you want to do this or this? And I'll just make a really quick decision. And I've started to see that more and I've slowed myself down. I also just see how I'm sensitive than more than most people, which I probably wouldn't have seen before. I mean, I've kind of always seen that, but I've seen it even more. I do see how I interrupt at times. I don't do that with clients because, again, I've been so trained, but in my personal life, I went um, to lunch with a woman on Friday, and I could see myself at times interrupting her, and I was like, ooh, Lindsay, yep, there you go, and I see even more how I talk fast. Oh my gosh, I listen back to, to podcasts from time to time to, you know, kind of get better and to critique myself. And some episodes I'm like, holy shit, woman, slow down. (laughs) Woo, yeah. And a lot of this too goes back to nervous system regulation and just learning to live a slower life. (laughs) You know, like you like how I'm talking there. I've never taken more baths this past year. I've probably taken more this past year than I've taken in my whole life and many past lives. I mean, it's crazy how much I take baths. I don't even read in the baths. I haven't actually read a book in months because I just stay still. I do a lot of meditation. Every week I go to a 30-minute sound meditation and at first it was really hard for me to lay there and stay still. And now I'll be like, oh my gosh, 30 minutes? That's it? It already went past? It's crazy. Um, my weeks have totally changed in the way that I work. There's no way in hell I could work the way that I used to work. So just give you a little insight is I've been working really hard since like middle school, high school. You know, I see it with my daughter because she's just entering middle school and they, the culture starts to promote this, right? Of like, okay, we pack your day with all this stuff and then you have homework and then you're in sports and then you work out every day and then you do these other activities and then you have a social life and that's where it starts to cultivate. And I really kind of thrived in that pace. Um, even in college, like, you know, I had multiple jobs. I was in a sorority, went to school, obviously. And then after college, I had multiple jobs. And it wasn't because, like, I needed the money, per se. I mean, granted, I wasn't making much. But it was just, like, I loved the kind of hustle. And um, I won't go ever back <laughs> to living that way. Like, now with my business, I have client calls Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't do evenings anymore except for one call that I have in my group 
um, in my mastermind every week. I don't take calls Monday, Fridays. The last week of every month, I don't do calls because I am working on other things. Like this is one of those weeks, so I'm recording podcasts because before it'd be like, call, record a podcast, do this, another call, 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 call. I would work on Sundays, I work on evenings. And there were some come to Jesus moments with my husband and coaches that I had that were like, Lindsay, stop. Like you're not, you're like working way too much. This is ridiculous. And what's crazy in that is I'm actually making just as much money and my clients have gotten a lot easier. Not that my clients from the past weren't great, but it's just because I'm regulated, I'm attracting people who are more regulated, right? So it's been really great. I also see too how I follow through more on things. Yes, am I seeing more ADHD symptoms, but I'm also seeing how I'm able to shift those more. And so, like I said, I'm following through on business ideas where before it was like, let's do this and let's do this and let's do this. And now it's like, okay, let's do this one thing and we're going to implement it really slowly and intentionally. And I will say the DEI coaching I've done has really helped with that because Alyssa had me get really intentional in all of my actions and seeing the bigger impact of that. Um, and so, yeah, that's really slowed me down a lot. Um, yeah, it's really cool because I do think by me getting this treatment and granted the other healing stuff that I've done. So I mentioned, I go to sound meditation every week. I go to the chiropractor every week, which in case you don't know, you didn't listen to the chiropractor episode with Dr. Tori Hartline a few months back. Chiropractic, yes, it can help you with pain, but it helps you with nervous system regulation. And I show up every single week to the chiropractor given maybe a week or so that I've missed for travel but I show up every single week for that and I travel 45 minutes each way to go to that um, because I've just seen a huge benefit in that so I will say all the treatments I've done this past year with that with obviously the brain scan and the supplements and then the coaching that I continue to do and the tools I continue to use, I feel like what I've been wanting is finally coming to fruition. So I've been wanting to scale past 200K now for two years and I've just kind of just stayed at this level where many people will hit 200K, then they'll hit 400K, then they'll hit 600K and then they'll even double to like 1.2, like they'll just keep going and going and I haven't been able to do that. And I'm like, what's going on here? Um, and a lot of that was because of the ADHD symptoms and the the nervous system stuff, which really goes back to the limbic system and the depression. And so now I'm like, okay, I feel like we're at a place now where I can get to that 500K level um, and scale. And two, because I'm not so scatterbrained and feeling so out of it with the limbic stuff, I have very low expenses now. And so that's a goal that I wanted to have. But for a while, it was like, oh, but I need all these things. And really, that kind of goes back to what a lot of people say is an ADHD symptom, which is low self-esteem. You know, I wouldn't have said that I had low self-esteem, but now looking back on the other side of it, there have been so many times that I've doubted myself, that I've said I'm like, you know, I need this other thing, or I really want this other thing to make me even better. And looking back, it's like, Lindsay, you didn't need any of that stuff. You didn't need this or that or that. Um, and so that's why my expenses are really low. So yeah, so much has changed in my parenting too. I feel even more present. I enjoy it more. I'm helping them heal because obviously they're my offspring. And so 
I believe both of them have ADHD. My daughter's done brain balance, which if you know anything about that, it's pretty intense. We were going three times a week and we were doing a bunch of exercises. And now she does this thing called zero period at her school where um, it's all for kids who are neurodiverse. And um, she goes in and she gets extra support before school starts to just stay organized and things of that sort. She has a lot more ADHD symptoms than I do. Like I would love to see her prefrontal cortex. She's just not in a place where she wants to do a blood draw. You know how kids can be with those things and I get it. But um, yeah, she has a lot more ADHD and she's getting treatment for that. My son's going to an OT and actually a PT as well. So an occupational therapist and physical therapist because he has toe walking, which is actually an early sign of ADHD. And I can see where his attention starts to dart around. So we're doing some treatment early on with that. Um, so again, I'm so glad I was able to see that stuff in me to be able to get that healed in them so they don't have to wait until they're in their 30s to get help. Because that's what's so crazy about ADHD, especially in girls, is like, well, it's not that bad, right? I talked about this earlier in the episode, right? We dismiss it. It's not that bad. And my daughter barely got an ADHD diagnosis and I went the traditional way because again, she didn't want to get a brain scan because of the blood aspect. Um, And so... I, yeah, I was like pissed. I was like, we have to have kids that are like failing or making C's um, or just really troublesome or in these big traumas for them to get help. Like that's ridiculous. Because my daughter, my daughter thrives socially. She's actually the sixth grade rep for her class. Like and that was a voted thing. Um, she often wins many awards based off of how well liked she is, which is not a typical ADHD thing. She does really well academically. Um, she used to do exceptionally well, and that's where I'm kind of basing it off of. I'm like, this girl is extremely smart, and right now she's showing up in a way that's not showing that, and so that's what's made me lean into it. Now, you know, as I said, she has more ADHD symptoms than I do, but she shows those to me because she feels safe with me, and she's really good at masking everywhere else. Um, and so, again, I'm just so glad I've done this work to be able to help her. And then my health, as I've said, it's like I don't live in a stress response anymore for the most part. Um, And I lived in that place for 30 plus years of just go, 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 next, 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 next. Not being able to sit still or stand still. Um, And people, if you were to know me, my personal life, people would really question that. They'd be like, well, Lindsay, you're pretty quiet and, you know, you weren't like this hugely active person. And I will say, you know, get in the behind the scenes of my mind. My mind was always going. And even I, I've had jobs that were really slow moving. If you would have known me at those jobs, was I ever sitting there just like watching movies or, you know, shooting the shit like my peers? No, I was working on something else, some other job or some other project during that time. And that's where ADHD came into to play. So yeah, I've slowed down a lot. I honor my monthly cycle more and I see how it even connects to the moon. And so I don't live like, oh, let me perform at my highest peak performance every single day of every single month. I'm like, oh no, this is the week that I need to slow it down. And that's helped my nervous system a lot. I'm also very aware of how I'm feeling and when I'm out of alignment. And then I know how to get myself back in alignment pretty quickly. Like, I'll give you an example. Today was not my best day. Today I woke up in a funk. I've been kind of a funk the past few days. It's so funny because I had written out the notes for this episode. I was like, oh yeah, I feel so much better from the limbic part. And then I had oof, just like major feelings. 
Um, and so I spent this morning journaling and doing some deep work and some feeling to get out of that because it can start to just snowball really quick for me and get to a dark place pretty quickly. And so it still happens. And I just think it's going to be something that I'm going to continually have to work on. Um, and this just may be part of my life's journey. You know, as I said, it past lives I didn't make it through and maybe this is just what I meant to learn is just to process deep feelings and sometimes that sucks and sometimes it's like okay I'm just so glad I have the tools and again I have coaching to thank for that um yeah so my overall life has just simplified a lot like we're moving to a house it's right by the kids neighborhood um when I feel overwhelmed I know how to kind of really take that um and slow down and not get super duper overwhelmed. I'll start to catch it earlier and be like, whoo, I need some alone time or whoo, I really need some food because that was a huge thing that um, the brain scan helped me with. They taught me how to eat for my brain. So I need a high protein diet and I need to eat every few hours with a lot of protein. And they also told me I need to do like high cardio exercise, which I actually haven't done because I haven't felt strong enough nervous system wise to go do that and put more stress on my body. But I will say the few times I have done it, like one time it was pouring rain and my son and I were at Target and there was just like no way we couldn't not run through the rain. And so I ran as fast as I could through the rain, which was exhilarating and he's just laughing and so joyous. And I had the next few hours where I was just like, man, I feel incredible because of that, you know, like endorphin boost. Um, and so I see that that's my next step and I see even more how that will be helpful. Um, but right now I'm just still trying to get to a place where, you know, I can get through everything. Um, so yeah, that's my life update in regards to the burnout piece though. I don't know if I really touched on that. I talked a lot about my nervous system and things of that sort. Um, it was really interesting because I was doing, some what's called Zyto scans with Dr. Tori Hartline, my chiropractor. I actually have one tomorrow, um, which will be interesting, but I had a lot of inflammation and inflammation comes from stress. And so you've been able to see on those Zyto scans, or we've been able to see how that's come down because of my nervous system. And so, yeah, I really think burnout is just nervous system stuff. At the end of the day, that's what I define it as. Um, so this time last year, I would have defined that I was burned out probably like eight or nine out of 10, 10 being like massive, probably in the hospital burnout, probably more eight. Um, and now I would say I'm at like a four or five and I want to get as close to a one as possible. And so that's why, again, I'm taking things really slow right now. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's really different. It's crazy. I've never been this slow in my life. <laughs> never, never. It's, it's crazy to think that it takes this much work to learn how to slow down in your life, but it does. So, um, I hope this episode was helpful for you. I hope it maybe inspired you. If you want to go get in a diagnosis of any kind to look into Amen centers, I obviously am not affiliated with them. I don't get any kind of kickback by you doing that. Um, and I'm just a big believer because it's obviously helped me so much. So that's all I got for you, my friend. I will see you on another episode. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast. If you haven't left a review for the show yet, what are you waiting for? Your reviews give us the feedback and momentum we need to continue to produce this incredible free content for you. 
Plus, when you leave a review for the show, you get a copy of my book for free. Simply take a picture of your review and submit it to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash one zero zero. And you'll receive a digital copy of my wisdom from the first hundred episodes book. This book is a study guide for life. Enjoy. And of course, share the show with your friends. I believe every woman can create a deeply fulfilling life that lights them the fuck up from the inside. The more you help others succeed, the more you help yourself. So share, share, share this show. And I'll see you soon and your friends back on the show next week for another eye-opening episode. Until then, keep rocking it.